0: What's up, NBA fans? We are less than a month away from the start of NBA training camp, October 3rd. Uh, We're in in the middle of the FIBA World Championships. Uh, It's the summertime, so that means we're breaking down our division previews as we head into the 2023 2024 NBA season. Should be an exciting one. We're starting this week off with the Atlantic Division preview, which includes the Celtics, 76ers, Raptors, Knicks, and Nets. And each week we'll be breaking down each one of these divisions until we get to the start of the the new season. Um, But before kicking things off, Sean, we've had a few weeks of breaks uh, in terms of from making podcast episodes and really talking basketball because not much has been going on other than just the two headlines of James Harden and Damian Leonard, which seems like no momentum has been picking up other than just the random... (laughs) video from China of James Harden calling out his boss. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen, but I don't know. Is there anything else I'm forgetting here?
1: Uh, I don't know. Nothing crazy, Alan. Yeah, I mean those rumors are I guess just the drama around that fizzled. I think there was actually a lot more Movement in the media space than there was on the actual NBA court. With you have Shannon Sharp over at First Take now, Oh, you right. Got that whole new squad with Undisputed, and that I feel like that's been more of the the story around at least from slightly a basketball perspective, um, more so than a- actual any any NBA stuff. Which I am actually kind of thankful for because, I mean, the stuff we were getting before was just so sad. <laughs> I mean, the Zion stuff, the Jaw stuff, the Lillard and Harden stuff. I mean, yeah, it was just none of it was very good. <laughs> it was all yeah. just, just puff pieces for the media and just a lot of things you didn't want really want to hear about. And so I've actually been okay not having anything like that for a while. But I am excited to actually talk about some actual NBA stuff with you. It's been so long. We're refreshed. We're ready to go.
0: Yeah. On the media note, though, also, kind of lost if I think because this the ESPN layoffs have happened now. I think a month, two months ago what, now. Yeah, at least a uh, couple. Yeah. Yeah. No more Jeff Van Gundy or Mark Jackson right. for this upcoming year. It's going to be Mike <laughs> Green and to be determined. I'm going to guess Doris, Doris Burke. Burke is, yep. Mm-hmm. Doris Burke is probably going to take one of those seats and TBD on if there's going to be a third who the third I commentator heard that would uh, be.
1: Doc Rivers is in the running.
0: Oh, Doc Rivers. I think that makes sense. So. That'll be that'll be interesting. I think I've gotten so used. To, I mean, I've had my complaints about Jeff Van Gundy <laughs> at I times. I think
1: everyone did. And it's probably why they're not there anymore.
0: Yeah, but it's quite the change. I mean, these guys have been at the helm for, I don't know, I feel like as long as I can a remember while. since Part. even pre twenty two thousand ten. 2010.
1: Yeah, no, that's that they are a staple in a way and they had their own share of memes. But hey, you know, y- you gotta you gotta change things up a little bit, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. No more Jalen Rose either, which is I think yeah. was an odd one. That was a head scratcher for me. But Max Kellerman, I liked Max Kellerman, I kind of saw that coming. I think his expertise was more boxing, so more so than basketball.
1: <laughs> he tried. I, I give he him tried. credit. He has he has that goat take of the of the century with the Iguodala. <laughs> give me Iguodala. That will live in infamy.
0: Oh, yeah. It, it bought him another year at ESPN before this layoff. But. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's jump right into it because there is one bullet point of NBA news. And I was pretty excited about this one. Christian Wood officially signing <laughs> a two-year deal with the Lakers. Really a one-year deal and a player option. and uh, You know, this is the prototypical deal of I don't think he was getting the money he thought he could get. In the summer, might as well sign with their childhood dream team, the Lakers here. Build some value for yourself, and then opt out of that player option and sign elsewhere. At least that would be a best case scenario for Christian Wood. Uh, but for us, Laker fan, I think this is the best case scenario is where you get a guy who's shooting averaging over forty percent from three, almost seven footer. I mean, ten rebounds a game. Sure, there's the there's the complaints on defense. <laughs> There's there's the head scratching stuff. What is so funny? I just I love this I, signing. I can't
1: get through I, I, you saying these things without laughing, and I tried. I tried. <laughs> this is a
0: fantastic signing at the at the number that we got it for. At oh the number that gosh, we got it for, dude. I I just uh, this is a great signing. Great know, signing.
1: A, I, you know, Alan, I I respect you so much <laughs> as an NBA analyst and a fan of the sport, and the fact that you're just. You were just giving this man so much more credit <laughs> and so much more puff than he's actually do. Like, what makes you think he's even gonna play at all? <laughs> so this is this is
0: where this is this is where my head's at with it is Yeah, I'd maybe Christian Wood is not gonna be like a six man of the year. I think in best case scenario that is oh what the Lakers God, help you. You're,
1: you're but, talking, how is this in but the same no. sentence?
0: <laughs> but no, I no, I don't think he's gonna be like a 6 man of the year candidate. Uh maybe he'll start here and there. But really where I see the value of Christian Wood is come playoff time. I think there's going to be a few games oh in the playoffs God. where he's gonna surprise us. He is gonna be a very good chess piece in the in the many rounds that the Lakers are gonna go on. To win the championship next year, <laughs> when you're going four rounds to win that title, you need you need some you need some good cards in the in your back pocket. And, you and uh, Christian Christ- Wood, I, Christian Wood's I think gonna Christian Wood a- is going to be one of those. <laughs> I do think so. Oh, they, remember this: this is a Laker team that that was below average from three, as good yeah. as they were, and the playoff run that they did. They were never really average at the three point I, line. So to add a guy who can knock them down like this.
1: I don't it's gotta think be a plus, that Sean. anyone was it's ever be a plus. questioning his ability to shoot a three pointer. I think it's more his ability to play basketball <laughs> in any other facet <laughs> than just standing there and shooting a three pointer.
0: Yeah, I, I, I still got to say, Sean, for 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 the the minimum the minimum deal that we that they're giving this guy, I think I think it's a good signing.
1: That Shouts is, that is Rob the Palenka. most reasonable thing you have said this entire segment. <laughs> Because it's a minimum deal, there's literally no risk at all. You might as well put him on the roster. And, yeah. you know, if someone gets injured, who's who's even the backup center right now?
0: Jackson Hayes. Jackson you got Hayes. Jackson Hayes or yeah, Rui, Jackson I guess. Jackson
1: Hayes gets injured. Christian Wood can fill in for 12 minutes. But other than that, this man is not going to see the floor <laughs> for probably most of the regular season. There's no way in hell he's making the floor for the playoffs. I, just, I don't know, Sean. I, I, I feel like you are you are vastly undervaluing. Him. What? Okay, <laughs> I, I, this is exactly like Mobamba. How excited <laughs> were you when the Lakers got Mobamba during the trade I deadline? Was,
0: I was pretty excited. I thought yeah, I think we needed okay. we needed another big yeah. man piece. Yeah, but
1: yeah, okay. So that sounds pretty similar to this. And then uh, how did Mobamba uh, end up pre contributing hey, to the that hey, that was no that was that was the fault oh, of health. Okay, we can't yeah. we can't yeah, really. That's yeah, can't really put health. too much he on it. He didn't come back and he he wasn't healthy once the playoffs started and he just didn't keep riding the bench after that. we'll, we'll uh... <laughs> Hey,
0: those 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 were those were high consequential games. We couldn't we couldn't experiment oh, there. Okay, but so Mobamba
1: so you're, Mo, you you bo- can experiment with Christian Wood.
0: Through yeah, when you have a full season, yeah, you can he's not and gonna he's a play. I feel like you are undervaluing him that way too much here. Let's okay, here's the here's the number. <laughs> Lakers shot 34% from the three-point line, 25th in the league. So we're talking, you know, well below average here. Yeah. Christian Wood's a 40% three-point shooter, 7-footer. This this value there. There's value there
1: if you could only have him shoot three point shots and have him affect no other parts of the game then sure <laughs> but you got a traffic cone on defense and a guy that doesn't really have a high mba iq he's not he's not going to he he's not going to understand how to do a pick and roll with lebron he's just that's not his game he's an ISO hey, player I-
0: LeBron James has probably got Zdrunas ilgalskis into the Hall of Fame. If gets, <laughs> Lebron can get that man into the Hall of Fame, he can get Christian Wood to be a respectable oh, NBA if, player. If
1: Christian Wood can be Zdrunas ilgalskis level, then I'll <laughs> eat my words.
0: But <laughs> oh, it ain't it
1: ain't happening, man. I'm sorry. Like we're gonna we're gonna look back in December. We're gonna be like, man, how are the Lakers looking? Pretty good. How many minutes is Christian Wood getting? Let's do an over under bet right now.
0: I'm gonna say at least ten. He's got to be getting at least ten. He, thinking, okay, I'll, I'll go under thing, ten.
1: You, I'll take that over under. You'll take under ten. I'll okay, take I'm under glad. ten minutes. That's easy. Ugh, let's that's have it so a, easy.
0: We can uh, bearing injuries, of course, and, but like let
1: bearing injuries. Sure, and I'll I'll even up it again. I'll I'll keep that number under ten for playoff games that the Lakers make.
0: Okay, because that's your main
1: point. You're trying to make is that he can make a difference in the playoffs. I don't think he'll – I still don't think he'll play.
0: I – you don't think he'll – I mean, I think he's going to have the Lonnie Walker game against the Warriors. I think he's going to have a few of those.
1: So that's the thing is that Lonnie Walker affected one game. One game. You're saying that Christian Wood will affect every series.
0: Not every series as in every game, but I think there will be one or two games per series where I think Christian Wood See, that, will have himself yeah, a that's game. that's
1: already way more than Lonnie Walker did. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> no, I know that. Yeah, that, and that's 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 what I'm saying. And I would that's be that's what I'm saying.
1: I would be dumbfounded if Christian Wood had one Lonnie Walker game.
0: <laughs> I think you're underestimating the the chess I, piece here.
1: I I, I well. Play the chips as they fall. This this Let's is see how it. I'm seeing it right now. I I, uh, I just cannot believe that you're not seeing this my way.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. I I have a <laughs> good feeling good one, here. We got man. we got We Ham the
1: playoffs last year.
0: <laughs> we'll see. We'll we'll reevaluate in December. How about yes, that? We'll we take will. a look. We'll t- We'll take a look yeah. under the hood what's going no, on in December. Fine. I won't
1: if he doesn't get a single minute in October, I won't even mention anything. I won't even bring <laughs> it up. But I know you'll be watching.
0: <laughs> I'll be watching. Yeah, I'll be watching. All right, enough about Christian Wood. This isn't the Christian Wood <laughs> episode. <laughs> <laughs> FIBA basketball underway. Uh are we watching? You know, this is interesting because, you know, the summertime I I was watching I was watching the women's soccer world cup soccer games yeah. i was watching i watched a few of those once that was over track and field the world track and field championship started mm-hmm. i watched those events and then it was like oh man basketball a sport i actually like is about to start i'm gonna <laughs> be so excited got started and i haven't watched a single game i know uh hate hate what, to report
1: what is it about fiba is it just like is there not enough media coverage are the stakes not high enough What what is it about FIBA that just doesn't interest us?
0: I think it's just the stars not being out. You know, Luca's team is Luca's out, but his team's okay. I would love to see more Giannis out there. Uh, Spain got upset pretty early in in the rounds. Um,
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I, I just think it's the lack of star power. Yeah, like all of these, like like take let's take Lithuania for instance, like a team that beat Team USA with. I think the only recognizable player on that team for us as NBA fans would be Jonas Valanciunas.
0: Well, they were supposed to have Porzingis, and Porzingis yeah. was in, didn't suit up for them.
1: Right. So, yeah, you only have one recognizable NBA player. The rest are guys like you don't really ever hear about. And so I feel like that that really takes away a lot of that for U.S. fans because we just don't know the European game at all. They don't get aired here. Um, like even like the guys that signed that were like the Euro League MVPs I think one of them signed on the Kings and I think OKC got another big Euro name too Um, th- those names are escaping my mind now even mm-hmm. we don't really know who they are until they get drafted or they get signed by an NBA team so yeah I just I feel like that just makes it diminishes the product so much for us as USA like born NBA fans that we just don't really care
0: Yeah, it's tough, especially some of these teams. Like I think I'm thinking back to like the old school Argentina teams with Ginobili, Luis Scola, Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and the Spain team. Some of those teams were guys that grew up together, playing together uh, through the many different age divisions, and people in their in their home countries watched them play these international games together. So I feel like they're sort of like uh, you know people get attached to the names of these teams, and in the U.S. we sort of just scrap together our teams like a few months before these tournaments. (laughs) And sometimes we expect certain guys to be there. And then at last minute, they're not. Um, I mean, notably for this round, like there's a lot of young guys that didn't suit up for the U S that should have, could have been there. You know, Darren Fox, Devin Booker's not there. Uh, Some of these guys that we just saw make a lot of noise in the playoffs. Yeah. The only I guess the big name from these playoffs that suited up is, Austin Reeves, Austin Reeves uh, is the but best he's not player. even, I mean, for as much hype as he's getting, he's actually not the best player on this team.
1: Not even, even close. though. <laughs> yeah.
0: Even though if you only read tweets and, and <laughs> headlines from, you would think he's, he's the number one scorer yeah. on this team <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and coming yeah. out of this summer, he, he's, oh, he yeah. surpassed Anthony Edwards. So, true, uh, but that is not, not the case. Uh, so I think it, there is that. And also like, I think, I m- think, Porzingis is the name I brought up. but uh, Jokic also didn't come out. Giannis didn't come out for the yeah. so the just just the other international names didn't quite suit up for this for this for this tournament. So
1: yeah, I don't think yeah like Embiid he would play for what Cam- I guess Embiid and Siakam could play for Cameroon, but I doubt they have any, like enough to fill out a full yeah. NBA team or like a full well, World Cup team.
0: Yeah, Wimby didn't didn't play for France right. either.
1: Yeah, that would have been a big pull. But yeah, yeah, and it's like the NBA just like I don't know, the championship of the NBA just means so much more than the world title, I think, for, especially for NBA mm-hmm. players because that's that's what your money's based off, right? You know, that's what your contracts paying you to to play in the NBA, not necessarily the World Cup. You you're you're, you're going to focus on that and this is just more chances to get injured, uh chance to be fatigued coming into the season, a long season, 82 game season plus playoffs like yeah, if you're trying to win a championship, like it doesn't benefit you to play for this world cup team other than for national pride, which, you know, that is a really important thing. Like I, I would love to wear a team USA Jersey, man. Like I loved, I'd, love to, I'd mm-hmm. love to run for team USA, but I, I guess for these guys, like maybe for some of them, like, Oh, I've been there, done that. I represented us in the Olympics. I got us gold. What else do you want me to do?
0: Yeah. I will say one other thing too about team USA that I wish they would emphasize more is getting the young guys to, to show i'm not talking about like the second year mm. nba guys but like scoot henderson probably should have suited up mm. and been at this team for this team yeah uh maybe brandon miller i guess maybe they uh, probably did try out or something that guy's not. but at me. the very i would have loved to see scoot henderson go out <laughs> yeah. there and play a few minutes uh especially especially this tournament considering the names that they have on the roster i think he probably yeah. could have gotten himself some minutes um i think that would have also helped pull pull some names uh, another name that I forgot to mention in terms of g- good young guys who didn't suit up, who we saw make noise in the playoffs. Jason Jason Tatum. Tatum he didn't yeah. play either. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Not none uh, of the none of the top guys really. I think the best you could argue the best the best player on this team is Anthony Edwards.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um yeah so the other thing too small thing is the times too. I think some of these games some games fell at like two am three yeah. which I don't know if I should complain too much because i I mean I did watch some of those soccer games pretty late so
1: <laughs> right uh, but yeah it's just it's just not worth the investment and you know I maybe they'll put together a big a better team next year for the Olympics, but yeah mm-hmm. the, the world Cup just if we if we end up losing. You know, which seems possible. I like mean, we've already lost one game to Lithuania. And I don't know. If we lose, like, I don't think anyone's really going to really care or be, like, embarrassed, you know?
0: Oh, I actually think it's the opposite. I actually think we'd be hearing a lot about it. That's I was going to say, like, I feel like if they lost, we would be hearing a lot of it versus if they won it.
1: But, like, we when we lost to Lithuania, like, people, people were ragging mm. on it. But, like, I don't feel like it stayed in the news. You know? I guess
0: that's I guess that's true. Yes. If they lose, it's going to be it's the a one number one thing. thing.
1: Yeah. One day everyone forgets about it. Oh, on to the NBA season. You know? Yeah. It it's not gonna be like as I, I think if we lose an Olympics, that's way more catastrophic. That's why we had to make the redeem team. But yeah. for a World Cup, I, I don't feel like this yeah, it's as critical. And and maybe it is because the media doesn't really give it a lot of coverage and doesn't really care if we lose.
0: Yeah, I do. I just had a random thought pop in my head that I wonder how much of it is that sort of ESPN and Turner sports have most of the NBA coverage. Mm. So they quote unquote, the basketball networks, yeah, right? Versus the world cup is in Fox sports is, uh Fox sports has the rights to it. So I almost wonder if ESPN just doesn't give a crap about
1: covering this. Yeah. To not give. <laughs> not yeah, give not you know, product right yeah it's not
0: their property that they're that they're <laughs> broadcasting i don't know it's a conspiracy just conspiracy uh, i thing wouldn't that's...
1: put it past them they're all about the bottom <laughs> line we saw that for sure with all these I, layoffs
0: yeah i mean they're definitely they're definitely competitors uh moving on though bleacher report released two different lists uh this week on uh different players different player projections but they released their top 10 players for the 2023-24 season there's 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 names but I don't think there's any surprises here, but I think one of the more interesting ones they did release is their top 10 players for the next, in the next five years. And the list goes Luca, Jokic, Tatum, Giannis, Wimby, Anthony Edwards, Shea, Scoop, Devin Booker and Cade Cunningham, Scoot Henderson making the list here before and Wimby before even playing an NBA game. (laughs) And, uh, we had some, we had some thoughts here. I don't know, Sean, do you, do you want to, do you want to go first? On this um, list, yeah, surprises. We can, we
1: can trade off. I mean, I th- yeah, there's some pretty hot takes in here, which, I mean, I think that's what they're going for. They're going for, like, you know, you never know what's going to happen in the future, right? And for me, man, it is. I think it's super bold, for one, to put Wemby at number five, five years mm-hmm. in to the NBA. It's, it's like, where's, so Luka right now, I guess he's in his fifth year. So you're kind of saying, oh, he might pan out as well as Luca which isn't completely unreasonable to think if, if he does, that's like his ceiling. I can see that. I can vouch for that. The one I'm more concerned about is actually like number 10, Kate Cunningham. That's the one that stands out to me is like, he has not proven anything and he was not as hyped up as when or scoot was coming into the league. So for me, I, I just think that you could put someone at 10 that, that it makes a lot more sense. John ja. ja Morant is the first one that comes to mind, right? And I think you're you're of the same mindset there, where it's like, yeah, maybe there's bias. Maybe they think in five years John Morant will be in prison. You know, maybe that's <laughs> how they're writing this list. But if you're if you're going off of just like where guys should be in five years, John ja Morant should easily be on this top ten. He probably is six or seven. I would say for over Ant or mm-hmm. over Shea. Definitely over Cade Cunningham, but yeah, I it's a putting a lot of faith in this in this guy. I, I don't know about that one.
0: Yeah, I, I and I like I'll say this. I like Cade Cunningham, and I think I do have bias towards him on for him having a breakout season. If it's either this year, hopefully it's this year because now he's entering year three. Um, but even with that positive bias that I think I have, because I definitely am circling him as like a sleeper player. Uh, yeah. I'm I don't think he'll be that good to just break yeah. into the top 10. Um, so yeah, I do think there's there's he hasn't ha- he hasn't put together a package like I'm looking, he's played 76 games out of a total possible 164. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're talking about Not well, well, season. less than half, yeah, well, less than half. So, I mean, he's got good size 6'6, 220 pounds. Um, for, for a point guard, he's got the good handles, but. Again, in terms of like a package of games that he's put together in the NBA, where you're like, oh, remember when he went on that two month stretch? Or he, you know, he pulled the Detroit Pistons to this win streak. Like, there's nothing like that. So it is surprising to see him be put over a name like, like, like Ja Morant, uh, which is the first, the biggest one that stands out.
1: Yeah. Let's frame it this way too. Let's look at what their top 10 players are for this upcoming season. Jokic, Giannis, Luka, Embiid, Tatum, Curry, LeBron, Durant, Booker. And at number 10, they have Anthony Davis. <laughs> so do we think in five years, Cade Cunningham will be as impactful as a player is as Anthony Davis is today? That's the question we're really asking. Yeah,
0: it's tough to say. Yeah, because like you look at this list and these are all guys that are either, you know, they're obvious shoe ins for some sort of all NBA position. And they're also like within top, Three to five of any other award, whether that be mm. MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, really, I guess those two big ones. Yeah. Uh, maybe a most improved for some of these. Nah, maybe not so much. But the, anyways, that's the point is like they're either, they're, they're, they're either in that all NBA defensive, all NBA, usually in the top, top five range of all the, uh, defensive player of the year or MVP. Yeah. And yeah, Cade Cunningham has not, hasn't really shown that. St- specialty in either one of those two things. I mean, he seems like he's going to be an awesome playmaker, but that's about it. (laughs) And I mean, the thing the same thing could maybe be said about jaw right now. And maybe that's why they felt like they could they could they could pull him off this list. But he feels like he should be like he should be in here somehow. I mean, and here's another name, too, that I'm thinking is Darren Fox. Like to me, Fox is also one of the top point guards who's really been accelerating the last year and a half. So yeah, and he's uh, I mean, still and young. five years was he
1: twenty five, 26 years old? Down to Fox.
0: Yeah, I believe so. So that's another name that comes to mind in terms of like, and I, maybe they debated these these names. So Darren Fox is twenty five, so oh, twenty six heading into this season.
1: Oh yeah, no, I I could see Darren Fox making this list for sure. You know, that's another name. I bet you haven't even thought of this one, Paulo Banquero.
0: Oh, Bancaro.
1: Yeah, I mean. 20 points a game in his rookie season in 5 years man. I mean if we're if we're looking at like guys like Wemby and Scoot being in this top 10, like who haven't played an NBA game but Palos in his rookie year already has proven that he can he can play with these boys. I I would I would put him in the top 10 over Cade right now.
0: Yeah, bonkara put together an awesome rookie rookie season like over 20 points a game decent shooting lead leading scorer on her last you showed her was a crappy
1: team but <laughs> actually they weren't that bad like yeah they were, they were okay they weren't and <laughs> another one i I got we can't count out is Tyrese Halberton. mm-hmm like we already proved he's he's already kind of there like knocking on the door I'd say on like a top 20 player. And that's only with one full year in Indiana. He's still young too.
0: Yeah, I'd say Tyrese Halliburton. I think is, I think I feel pretty confident putting him in top fifteen territory going into this next year.
1: Yeah, I I, I think he could be there definitely. Like I have to list yeah. it all out for sure because there's a lot of good names, obviously. But is there and
0: yeah, and is there any name besides K that you you feel you could be eliminated from here? I mean there's the Scoot Henderson which is such a yeah, huge question mark That's a question
1: still. mark. I yeah. I would I would probably take out Scoot out of uh yeah, besides Cade, yeah, Scoot would be the other one I'd be like, "Ah, oh, that's pretty that's pretty tough." Yeah. Cuz I like I'm thinking like we're, we're we're considering Scoot's ceiling as like a Russell Westbrook basically. Was Russell Westbrook a top 10 player in his 5th year? That's the question. I don't know if he was yet. I don't know if we could quite say that he was a top 10 player yet.
0: I would. Yeah. When they made the finals that year against Miami, I don't think I would have put Westbrook as a top 10 player in the league that year. Kevin Durant.
1: Yes. But I don't think Westbrook was there yet.
0: Yeah. Westbrook, I think was more in that territory the year before and the year he won the MVP. It should have been closer to, what, 2016? Yeah, 2016,
1: yeah. And that's, I mean, we're talking about him being in the league six, seven years at that point. Yeah. So So at Yeah, 28 when he won the MVP. Yeah, so like, yeah, we're talking about seven years down the line maybe, but I think five years is just a little too soon for Scoot to to get in there to the top 10. Mm -hmm.
0: Now here's another way of looking at this list or changing this, this discussion a little bit. Two names that probably would have been on this list mm. last summer. LaMelo Ball, Scotty Barnes.
1: <laughs> yes. Do Scottie they Barnes. still have an
0: argument to be on this list, or are they would, not are they not honorable mentions anymore?
1: I would say that LaMelo still is. I'm cooling on Scotty Barnes, and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more when we, when we dive more into the Atlantic Division, but I... His stock dropped a lot for me last season. Mm-hmm. But Lavello yeah. still has the potential. He just has to stay healthy.
0: Yeah, it's 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 hard to to count him out already because of the yeah. reasons that, you know, he was just held back because of injuries. Happens part of the game. But he's still we're still talking about a guy who's six six, awesome ball handles uh can score the mm-hmm. ball in di- many different ways like he's yeah, just so savvy very,
1: yeah very very good all around player yeah yeah uh, I, that's would, a- I would maybe consider him over cade honestly
0: yeah we talk about putting together a package or like a set of performances like lamella ball has that over cade at this point yeah.
1: point. and cade just he has some weaknesses to his game right like he's not a shooter Mm-mm. you know he's yeah he i don't know he doesn't seem like he's ready yet and I don't know if in five years he's gonna be that full package.
0: Yeah, he hasn't really shown that he can take over an NBA game. Uh, I mean, we're also forgetting that his even his college, um, his like college body of work was also cut short. Like he didn't really. I feel like he didn't. I don't know if I maybe I'm not remembering correctly, but I feel like he didn't really play that many games <laughs> in college either.
1: No, I don't. I don't really remember. But yeah, yeah I I. Yeah, he just has to prove that he can stay durable. I mean, he has a mm-hmm. good frame. I don't know what what he's doing, but mm-hmm. are, are you wondering if Embiid should be on this list at all, or do we think five like his body just won't be able to handle it five years from now?
0: Oh man, I just don't think he's gonna be here in five. He be there in five years? I think, yeah, I think his body's gonna break down. Uh, I mean, what are we talking about, Embiid? I think is 20, 20, 28 now. We're seeing the prime right now of his career, right? Um,
1: yeah, yeah, I actually. don't actually. He's 29,
0: so yeah, I don't see him be, yeah, I don't see him be hanging on here with these young guns,
1: yeah, yeah, at the age 34, probably not. Um, Giannis, though, they have Giannis still, they, they, they believe in Giannis's longevity, man, which I can't really blame them. I mean. Yeah. He's he's proven he's durable and still driven. And do you think that Luka will be the best player in the league five years from now? Do you think Jokic will concede to Luka? Do you agree with that?
0: I think so. I think Luca still has such a such a much higher ceiling, just being a guard. Yeah. Just his na and his ability to just score the ball in different ways. And I think Jokic will hang on there for the next five years just because Jokic's game is just feels like it, it's gonna last more than a few years here in the like okay. it's gonna last two decades in the NBA
1: because mm-hmm.
0: he's just not a high flyer. He's not an <laughs> athletic guy. He's yeah. so cerebral.
1: <laughs> a lot less impact on your legs when you don't have to actually jump or do anything athletic.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the dude's built like a tank. Like I don't think he's gonna get taken down. But I also yeah. don't see. I also don't see the uh quite the savviness or passion to continue improving his game. Yeah. Which I mean the percent that he could is just not that high anymore. Whereas like, I feel Luca just feels like he's, 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 he can add a few more weapons to his game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's playing in the FIBA world cup, like we mentioned, and he's, he's going to be coming in slimmer coming into this NBA season. We might see him just hit the ground running and maybe take this number one spot sooner than five years from now.
0: Yeah. Unluck. Yeah. Fit, super fit. Luca. Um, top 10 players for the 23-24 season. Do you see any obvious um head scratchers here, Sean, or any anybody missing no. missing out?
1: No, this list's pretty cut and dry. Yeah, we, we kind of listed it off quickly earlier, but yeah, I don't I don't really see any problem with it at all.
0: Yeah. Do you? Um Um I am surprised that they have Anthony Davis at 10 actually. Really? I am. Why are you surprised? I I I thought I thought I thought more I thought people were going to knock him for the injuries. I'm actually glad to see him at 10, but I am a bit surprised. I think I would think that some people would knock him out of that top 10 and put, put somebody else in there. Um, yeah. But, uh, the
1: talent's just too much, I think.
0: Yeah. But I think it's just goes to show that I think the that the, the, the basically the set of games that he, what he did during the playoffs last year has sort of helped his reputation. Yeah. And he's starting to see a bit more respect on his side. Cause I mm-hmm. think last summer, Some some places had Anthony Davis, I think, at like number twenty, uh, (laughs) like number nineteen, like in that closer to that range, which I thought was haters, man, head a a real head scratcher. So to see him in top ten, I think it's a good thing, but I am a bit surprised. So in a good way, I think, in a good way. Yeah, no, I think I think
1: it's the right call. I I think he belongs there.
0: Mm Hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So let's get into it. Atlantic Division previews, uh, starting from the team that we think is going to be the best out of this division to all the way to the worst, the Celtics, uh, no surprise here, I think are going to walk out with the division title. Uh, and obviously, the I, in my eyes, are probably the favorite to come out of the East. They're younger than the Bucks. They have more cohesiveness, at least it seems, than the 76ers at this current juncture, And they have more talent, and they're further along than another potential team that could make a run for it. I'm thinking the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. I think they still have more talent than a caval than a team like the Cavaliers. Yeah. Uh so to me, I think it's theirs it's their Eastern Conference title to lose. Uh the Miami Heat obviously are the ones who took them down in seven games in the conference finals. But the Miami Heat every season I just have <laughs> major questions for them. And Yet again this yeah, season. They I have
1: answer it every year.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they seem to answer the call and just make me look like a fool. Maybe <laughs> yeah. they'll do it again this year. I don't know. But they still don't look like they're heading into this season. They look like they don't look like they're better than the Boston Celtics. So additions, mm-hmm. Christophe Porzingis, O'Shea Brisk, Brisset Brissette, Departures, the Marcus Smart Trade and Grant Williams. The Marcus Smart Trade was was huge. Getting rid of a former defensive player of the year, Uh this basically the emotional leader for this team to get Christoph Porzingis, who who had a really good uh, year last year for the Washington Wizards. But I mean, a flimsy seven footer with a history of injuries, not really known for his defensive prowess. Like this is quite the 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 move that the Celtics made here. That's going to make their team look a little different next year, considering that their front court. Basically, outside of uh, Robert Williams, there's not really any strong defensive presence there. Al Horford has been that guy as well, but he's another year older, and I don't know how much how many more miracle seasons <laughs> Al Horford can pull out for the Celtics.
1: Yeah, he he's definitely I, I to credit Al Horford. He's changed his game up to where he's kind of developed a pretty sustainable model for himself to continue playing basketball. I mm-hmm. mean. Kinda of like Brooke Lopez in a way, where he's just able to extend his career by way more years than anyone thought they could, especially as centers in the league. Like he's just figured it out. He's a good three point shooter. Um and he, he plays just really smart defense. And so I think that's given him a good amount. But yeah, like like you're saying, he's another year older, and that's probably why the Celtics made this move because they figure they need another big guy to come in and take those minutes. So All Horford isn't someone they have to rely on so consistently. So I think it makes a lot of sense. And I mean, Porzingis obviously gives you such a high ceiling. Um, it's risky, but that's the type of risk you have to make when you've made it to the conference finals. You made it to the finals almost every year since Jason Tatum has been on this team and you've just never been able to get over the hump. And so I, I think that at this point they're like, you know what? F it. We, we have to, go for this thing we have to get the mm-hmm. most talented guy we can we're gonna give up you know quite a bit when Marcus smart as far as our our team culture goes but I mean, you still have jalen brown and jason tatum there and those guys are truly the core and they committed to that by giving jalen brown that max deal that everyone was questioning whether or not he's worth it they they gave him the yeah. whole the whole kitchen sink and i think that was a really smart move on them to be like this is our core it's worked out really well for us this this long. We're going to get as much talent around them as we can. It sucks we had to get rid of Marcus Smart, but at the end of the day, Porzingis is a better basketball player than Marcus Smart, and he fills a role that they need because they have Jarek White, they have Malcolm Brogdon, they got Peyton Pritchard as backup guard there too. They have the depth there. They didn't need Marcus Smart, and so they get rid of him. They let go of Grant Williams too, and he wasn't really giving you much either. And I think this overall is a better basketball team than it was last year.
0: Yeah, it's going to, my thing is just, it's going to look different than I like, think what we've been used to, or like what we saw the Celtics hanging their hats on last year, third in defensive rating. And, you know, they were the team that switched everything because they could. They felt they had the starting five that could do that. Yeah, They might not have that this coming year, but what they do have on to, to your point, Sean, is they do have shooters, they have they added Firepower. a Porzingis, yeah. <laughs> who can you can shoot? What we do know is that Porzingis can score the ball. He's got that soft touch. He can knock down the three. Al Horford, Al Horford is shooting almost forty five percent from three last year, so I imagine they'll continue to leverage him in that way. Obviously, Jason Tatum and and uh, Jalen Brown can do can do their thing. So better team looking a little different which is what I'm a little little worried about. So I, I think for me, in terms of X factor, that's what I put down is team defense because I'm yeah. not sure whether the gain you get in offense and the and the subtraction you get in defense is going to ultimately leave, leave you with a better team. I think it seems like it, but I think we'll have to see that on the basketball court. Third in the regular season, but this is really their knock on them is once they got to the playoffs, that defense, for whatever reason, fell off quite a bit. 10th in the playoffs, um, Miami Heat were just blistering the Boston Celtics with Gabe Vincent and Max Strews like I think ultimately maybe that's why they decided to make this swap as well Is like hey we're hanging our hats on our team defense but somehow Miami was figured out how to just break it down yeah. with guys that were just like slightly above above average so maybe it's not worth putting our baskets our eggs into that basket so we'll see how that plays out for them but again I think if the team defense really falls apart and this team is strictly only an offensive team, then uh they might not be able to hang around here and, and keep their status as the favorite to come out of the East. But if they can stay close to the third defensive rating that they had and they're they're an improved offense, like that's the that those are the boxes you need to check to be an NBA champ right there. Um yeah. that's for me. Uh trending, I still I have them trending up as up as well. Terms of storyline to follow, Jason Tatum, I think, will continue to do his thing, but can Jalen Brown live up to the hype of this humongous payday that has sort of loomed over the last over all of last year and even a few months into the summer of like is Jalen Brown going to sign his deal? What's the what's going on with that? He finally signed it, and can he do what he needs to do to help break the ceiling for this team to make it out of the East? Because don't get me wrong, Jalen Brown is a fantastic player. All-NBA player, but there are those knocks on him in terms of losing focus on the offensive end, just chucking up too many shots at time, not being committed to the defensive end. And there's a few stats here. They're not that bad, but, you know, something calling out. He finished 19th in total turnovers all- last year, 13th in field goal mi- field goals missed. In terms of field goals missed, he was right there next to his former teammate, Tor- Tor- Terry Rozier. Terry. Scary Terry. And- and scary Terry was on a bad team that just had no one up who had <laughs> nobody to shoot the balls so like he was chucking them up, yeah, but Jalen Brown is on a really good team, so gotta have a little bit maybe a little bit better improvement there in shot selection um so so that's what i that's what I think here. I think Jalen Brown is a big key I think here to to helping this team break the break the ceiling and as well as like what their defensive identity is gonna look like without Marcus Smart.
1: I think a lot of people are going to look at that contract and be like, oh, now he he better earn this contract. Like He better show that he's worth $60 million. And to that I say, he already has. (laughs) NBA players get paid not on how they're going to be. They get paid on how they have been. That's how contracts have always worked. And this is Boston saying, You have given us enough already that you are now worth, for the next five years, $300 million. That is how NBA players get paid. So if if people are going to look back and be like, oh, he's not worth it, he already has shown that he's worth the $60 million. And that's just how the NBA economy works. Mm
0: -hmm. Chris
1: Middleton, max contract. Tobias Harris, max contract. You give guys max contracts because... You're not going to get anything better for them. You're not going to improve your team by trading them. And you sure as hell better not let them walk for nothing. So you have to keep your top 25 players, even if they're not, you know. I feel like there's this stigma that, like, you don't deserve a max contract unless you're a top 10 player in the league. Unfortunately, that's just not how it works. You know, with the way the salary cap is, you got to have two max players on your team if your team wants to do anything right. And Jalen Brown is one of those guys.
0: Yeah. And I think the Chris Middleton situation is a perfect example of that, perfect. where how the market dynamics can yeah. work. Where yes, in a vacuum, like in with no variables, yes, those max contracts only go to top 10 players. But the reality is the Chris Middleton situation, if you, if he wants this deal and you don't give it to him, who are you going to replace him with? Right. You know, <laughs> like Fred Van Fleet, Dylan Brooks, these free Ugh. agents. Or or you're going to have to go yeah. figure out how to make a trade happen. And which in which in that case, you're going to have to give up a young young asset. So, mm-hmm. yes, that is true. Like with those market dynamics playing, like the Chris Middleton situation, it's because there is, is not a better option. The Bucks have to give that deal to Chris Middleton, despite him not being ever being a top 10 player, <laughs> but he is important to your team. Yeah, in terms he helped of, them win a championship in terms of winning. And yeah. that was
1: while he was on that max contract deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just, I, and Jalen Brown, I think is better than Chris Middleton ever has been. Mm-hmm. So for me, oh. yeah, it's a no brainer with, with the way that like the salary caps going and the collective bargaining agreement and how much money these guys are going to be making in, like three years. Jalen Brown's contracts going to look middling by then. Yeah. Like Lucas the next deal is going to be like upwards of $75 million a year. Probably. That you is know? insane. Like just, yeah, just think about that. And you're just like, okay, that's, I guess Jalen Brown's worth 60 million.
0: <laughs> that's insane. $75 million per year. Like $75 million is more in earnings than some players in like the early nineties made <laughs> in their entire career. Oh, yeah. Like good 100%. players.
1: Yeah. Like Michael Jordan, even. <laughs> You know? Yeah,
0: like Charles Barkley is like these guys. That's yeah. that's so crazy. Um, but uh, but yeah, Celtics trending up. I mean, in my eyes I see them as as the favorite to come they're, out of the East. Yeah, they're for sure. A I don't know what your contender.
1: Feel. I mean, how many teams can you count that have three guys that are pretty much shoe-ins to average twenty points a game this season? How many how many teams can say they have three of those guys? The Suns? And that's it.
0: Yeah, that's I'm trying all to think. I can
1: think of off the top of my head. Three guys. Hey, like,
0: hey uh, some Austin awesome Reeves fan would say oh, the Lakers yes, got of it. <laughs>
1: yeah, my bad. Yeah, totally forgot. Next John Havlicek right here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, but good point. Yep, the next team, 76ers. Some would say this team should be a close second here uh, to the Celtics. Uh, lost yep. in the second round. Finished the finish the year 5428 and what was uh what I mean I knew it was going to be a really a really emotional intense playoff series against the 76 between the Sixers and Boston and it definitely lived up to the hype I felt through the first maybe five six games but what a sad game seven oh, uh man. where the 76ers just got absolutely demolished James Harden Joel, terrible terrible. Joel and B not even taking many shots. Like I still don't understand how star players go down like that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but that same feel, that same vibe has just sort of ridden into the into the summer for this team. Uh, they add, they fired Doc Rivers. They add Nick Nurse, Mo Bamba, Pat Beverly. I mean, Pat Beverly's just doing his his worldwide <laughs> tour around the NBA. He's gonna get every jersey by the end of his career. Uh. departures of course Doc Rivers and I have this nose maybe James Harden like I have no idea what's happening here no traffic has
1: departed for sure
0: (laughs) yeah no yeah he'll still be there but no spirit the projected lineup is I guess James Harden Tyrese Maxey Tobias Harris PJ Tucker and Joel Embiid uh the x-factor it's got to be the obvious here is what happens with, like, what the, like, you wrote, what the hell happens with Harden's trade request? Because, yeah, I mean, like, this is a huge question. Like, what are they getting in return if they do trade him? And if he stays, what version of James Harden are they getting? Fat suit. And Harden. for how long into the season? Like, if <laughs> you get difficult. him for
1: half, half fat, they're going to get fat suit Harden. He's just going to yeah, not and play like, hard.
0: And what does that happen for your record? Like, do you get to the trade <laughs> deadline and you're like the ninth seed? Because of this and and oh. the value for James Harden is just tanked that you, <laughs> you get some ridiculous, you know, average return like it's so there's so many ways to take this.
1: There's so many factors. I think chief among them is Daryl Morey's unwillingness to part with James Harden for anything less than a return that he feels will still help them compete as as well for a title as if they had uh, fully bought in James Harden. Yeah, which I don't know how long that patience lasts. Maybe it lasts the whole season and they just ride out the whole thing. But I I just don't know what he's going to accept because, I mean, we saw with the Kevin Durant situation with the Nets, like he started the season, he's playing for him. He's playing pretty well. But obviously there was just something wrong there. You know, it just it didn't feel right. And then, you know, you end up getting like a pretty decent return for him, but... I, I think Kevin Durant exists in a, a little higher of a tier than James yeah. Harden, especially at this point in their careers. I just don't see James Harden getting anything like that return. Like, cause no one, I, I think it comes down to the ad. No one thinks that this guy actually cares about winning a championship. Like he just yeah, wants to and go and do his own thing.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to guess like <laughs> the root of their issues is, is the max contract not being given to James Harden or at least a certain large dollar sum. Yeah, and I don't, and I'm, I have serious doubts that any teams wants wants to inherit that sort of like you trade for him, and then you have him for a year, and then that next following summer it's gonna be the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. So if the if that's gonna be the case, and I don't think teams are willing to trade valuable things, like I wonder if the Clippers are even willing to part to Terrence Mann for James Harden.
1: We better be willing to do that. Yeah, because yeah, we like I think I've said this before. If we can give Terrence Mann, like Marcus Morris, Robert Covington for James Harden, I'll do that in a heartbeat.
0: Yeah, yeah, that might be the pack.
1: Yeah, do you feel like Nick Nurse? What 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 are your thoughts on Nick Nurse being the new coach of this team? Like, is that a needle mover for you over Doc Rivers last year? Is this just a a saving face hire? What what is this to you?
0: I like Nick Nurse. It's it's just hard to to say what the coach can impact when you have this big of a bla- black cloud hanging over the team. Yeah, I guess uh, that's
1: the better question. Can Nick Nurse yeah. handle this shitstorm?
0: No, no. No. I don't think any coach can. I mean, he's going to try his best, but again, it's if if James Harden is on this team and simply not playing, jo- Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, PJ Tucker and then whatever pat Pat beverly Beverly, whatever (laughs) comes off the bench like this this isn't a top three team in the east this is this is this is this is a seventh eighth ninth seed team um no amount of coaching can change that i think unless you just get extremely lucky and some guy breaks out or, or the cavaliers or the bucks have injuries and they fall out of the standings but yeah it's it's tough i mean you get james harden back and he's happy uh, maybe Nick Nurse could move the needle in a positive direction and just change things up and make things different. And maybe just being different helps this team get their get their feet out of the mud. I mean, the reality is like they just lost. They lost two tough series the last few years. Okay. They lost a series against the Celtics last year. Like it's unfortunate that that was the team that they met in the second round. Like uh, maybe they, they would have three, had a better they shot. They're up
1: three two in the series too. If they, yep. they had a chance to win, they blew it.
0: Yeah, and then they lost that series against the Raptors like a few years yeah. ago. Like, it, it it's they've been there. It's just they haven't had luck, and they've also done things to themselves yeah. to hold themselves
1: back. Uh, and then let's not forget to mention the Hawks, those upstart Hawks beating them yes. in the second round. Yeah, years ago, like they they just can't. They're they're exactly like the Clippers, man. They just can't get out of that second round curse.
0: Yeah, those are the type of things that like. They happen in the moment. So I'm just not sure like a coaching change will com- would have changed the outcome of those. Maybe. Um, yeah. So I just yeah. think having new energy would definitely help help this team shake off those bad losses they've had the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, Storylines to follow. Yeah, can Nick Nurse and the return of jo- James Harden um, help this team break through and appease Joel Embiid? Joel Embiid is still on this four. just started his four-year $213 million contract. But you know there are whispers in his quote saying that he wants to win an NBA championship. So um, I don't know. It feels hard to move to move this amount of money, but who knows if, if maybe in the next few years he could he would ask for a trade if the situation just doesn't yeah, improve.
1: That w- that would be wild. I know there's been rumors of that. I mean, I think mostly tied to trying to pair up with Luca um, mm-hmm. to win a title. But yeah, this this could be a very messy season for the Sixers. We're we're gonna I mean I, I have a feeling we're gonna have updates on this team before the season starts. Um something's yeah. gonna something's gonna mix up or some weird James Harden thing's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh let's go to New York Knicks. 47 35 record lost in the second round of the playoffs to the eventual Miami Heat. What a series. I thought this was gonna be such a toss away series, and who knew that we were actually watching. One of these teams uh, begin their journey to the to the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the New York Knicks added Dante Divincenzo, Isaiah Roby. They lose Derek Rose and Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin being a favorite, and Derek Rose being a favorite as well yeah. for Tom Thibodeau. Drafted nobody. They re-signed Josh Hart, and their starting lineup will look a lot still Pretty still the same, same as them. last year. Jalen Brunson, Quinton Grimes, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle. Mitchell Robinson, Jalen Brunton having the huge year, jump, jump, jump year last year. Uh so X Factor, you have RJ Barrett here, Sean. What do you what do you what do you think about RJ Barrett?
1: I, I mean you look up and down this roster, and they they obviously have some young guys, but they're not gonna crack into the minutes very well because I mean the way Tom Thibodeau coaches this team, all these starters are gonna get upwards of thirty five minutes a game. Mm-hmm. So it's like you'd like to think that a guy like Emmanuel quickly could like break through and like become that, you know, NBA star, not all-star maybe, but like, you know, like very good player. He obviously has the potential, but I just don't see where he gets the minutes honestly, like being on this team and so for me I'm like looking at this roster, I'm like who needs to step up for this team to actually like do more. You know, because I feel like Brunson's pretty much where he's at. Randall's as good as he's ever going to be. Quentin Grimes isn't very exciting. You know, he's good at defense, but like, you know, that's not going to do much for you. R.J. Barrett is that player that needs to be that just all around, just jack of all trades, all-star player for this team. Mm -hmm. They drafted him to be that for this team, not to just be a role player. And yeah. the the worrying thing for me is that it seems like he plateaued with Brunson coming in. He just kind of accepted Brunson as the captain and he got a lot less aggressive and he was taking worse shots because of it and averaged 20 points a game uh, two seasons ago. Last season, he averaged just 19.6 and his, his three point shooting went down from 34% to 31%. So yeah. that's pretty bad signs for RJ Barrett, and you know this guy obviously very hyped coming out of college, playing at Duke, you know being that teammate with Zion, and and you know a lot of people are expecting like, like who's better between the two? They're both so great. We haven't seen RJ Barrett be great yet. He's just been decent. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's gotta be him. he's gotta add something to his offensive game. I don't know if it's just more playmaking, just better shot selection. Uh, we need to see that out of R.J. because I mean he's getting the minutes I and mean, he gets heavy minutes every year. He's shown he's durable, but can yeah. he do more with those minutes? That's that's the real question for me, and that's that's really the only thing that's gonna get this Knicks team elevated anymore from where they're at because they didn't change this roster over at all. You know, like yeah. keep Josh Hart. You know, you, you add two role players, you, you get rid of two role players. So it, it is going to come down to someone in the starting lineup making a leap up. R.J. Barrett is the candidate to do that.
0: Yeah, and uh, the New York Knicks are committed to this core. R.J. Barrett's extension kicks in this year. Um, Julius Randle is obviously still getting his money. The money is extended to Josh Hart. Jalen Brunson gets signed last year. So... This is it. This is this the is team. It. So <laughs> this has got to be their time. <laughs> yeah. So this is a team the New York Knicks have committed to that they're that they're riding with, bearing any, I guess, trade requests here. But yeah, RJ Barrett at twenty three million dollars this year, and like you said, at twenty two years old, and almost taking a slight step back from last year. They yeah, Tom Thibodeau and New York. I'm sure the the front office at in New York also has to be thinking about this. Like, how can you unlock more from RJ Barrett. Like how can you muse utilize him in the offense to put him in spots where he actually wants to be in to to succeed? Cause maybe he's not quite the shooter that you want him to be, but he can score in other ways. He can get guys involved in other ways. But yeah, you would like to see RJ Barrett's numbers improve a little bit more this coming season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other storyline to follow here, can Brunson continue living up to being this this team leader? Um, mm-hmm. he he proved he could do it last year. He had a successful playoff run with his team. I think they did better than a lot of people gave the Knicks credit for, and he was rewarded with being the captain of Team USA for the FIBA World Cup. And so, if if they, he can come back with a championship from that, I mean, I could see his confidence just being at an all time high, and you know, see see what he can do. You know, I I think that you know a lot of people are going to think like that. The the Knicks hit their ceiling last season, like. They exceeded expectations. They had a good playoff run, but, you know, that's, that's where, you know, they're going to end up this year too. And if you have a guy like Brunson who can be a leader, kind of like a Jimmy Butler type, you know, just like rally these troops who you're like, these guys are just – there's no way they're going to do that well. Jimmy Butler did that for the Heat. Brunson, I think, can do the same for the Knicks.
0: Yeah. So forty seven and thirty five, finishing fifth in the Eastern Conference. New York Knicks did last year. You think they can do that again, or you think we? You, you I don't think, think
1: they, they, they will. I think yeah, it's a very low chance. That's that's what I want to see though. I want to see that leadership out of Brunson, like a Jimmy Butler type, mm-hmm. you know, to really elevate his teammates to that next level. Because there's there, there's only so much that this roster can do talent wise. Like it's it's going to have to come from the heart.
0: Yeah, I'm seeing uh, the over and under on this team to start the year. Last year was 38.5 games, yeah. and they ended <laughs> up winning 47. So, did we see the best version of this roster last year already? I don't That's know. Maybe, yeah. yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what they what they do. 47 wins, considering that they were projected at 38, does seem like Pretty quite great. the yeah. quite <laughs> job. Yeah. Um. Now let's move on to the Nets, man. This hmm. is this is probably one of the most interesting teams on this. On this I list. So.
1: I mean, these first three, they really didn't change over much outside of Perzingis swap. All those other rosters. Yeah. Are pretty much the same.
0: Yeah. The the Nets 45 and 37 last year swept in the first round, but that 45 and 37, I don't think really tells the story of who this yeah. team was. They were actually 12 and 15 after Mikel bridges made his debut. So after Durant was traded with a bottom eight offense and league average, uh, Defense. Their additions Darius Baisley, Dennis Smith Jr., Lonnie Walker, and maybe perhaps <laughs> Ben Simmons spirit. <laughs> oh
1: gosh.
0: They found it. Maybe. Oh,
1: sure they did. Sure. Yeah, Departures really Seth figured it out now.
0: Departure, Seth Curry, long timer, Joe Harris, Patty Man. Mills. Edmund Sumner and Utah won. Tombi. <laughs> I can't believe they got rid of Joe Harris. Man, he never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> he just felt like he was a Brooklyn. He Met.
1: Is, yeah. He was that. He is like the last remnant of that team. Like it's all yep. new now.
0: Yeah, and a few draft picks from the the picks that they got through the many trades that they've made. I'm swapping stars. Noah Con- Clowny. Clown- The first round of the twenty first pick, Derek Whitehead with the twenty second pick, and Jalen Wilson with the fifty-first pick. Um, not much to really call out about these two guys. Young guys, nineteen years old. It's it's really hard to project and tell who these guys what these guys are gonna be this young when they're chosen this late into the draft. So I think it's just a big T B D on who these dudes are what these dudes are gonna do and how they're gonna impact the team. Probably not much this coming year, but re signing Cam Johnson, he got his deal. He's going to be a Brooklyn Net. So starting lineup is looking like Spencer Dinwiddie, Mikkel Bridges, Cam Johnson, Darian Finley-Smith, and Nick Claxton. Um, But this is where it gets interesting when you think about this team and what their potential is. Because this is the definition of a middle-of-the-pack team. Almost their whole roster Outside of their draft picks, like if you did exclude those guys, mm-hmm. their average team, team age is like 26, 27, yeah. which you would think would be great for your team. Like that's like the age when NBA players hit their prime. Yeah. But because there's no star on this team, <laughs> it's just basically a connection of collection of guys that are just like yeah. sl- slightly above average. Mikkel Bridges is maybe two levels above average, but definitely not a star. Um, uh, so it's like, what can this team actually do? Like, I'm actually interested to see what they what they can do. <laughs> can they? Can they? Can they? Can they? You know, break our conventional thinking that you need a star to to win in this league. Uh, but to me, it really feels like they're they're trending down. Um, and if something's gonna change, it's gonna be the development of a star. I don't see that happening from any of these other guys again because of they look like they're already showing what the, what they can actually do in this league except for one guy, Ben Simmons. Uh.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's it. That's the only thing. Bearing a big it. trade. Bearing a big trade because they do have pieces that they can trade here.
1: Yeah, no, they have picks. They have they have a lot of solid guys. I mean, I think Mikhail Bridges himself was probably worth three ra- first round draft picks to a few certain teams, but mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like this is it. This is the Brooklyn role players, man. And we saw what role players can do. They can go 12 and 15 and (laughs) I'm not going to predict them to do anything different this year. I don't, I don't see bridges becoming an all-star, you know, he's, he's just going to be like that Detroit Pistons, Jeremy Grant type, you know, (laughs) remember when Jeremy Grant was like the guy on Detroit and that earned him some big contracts. And now he's got that massive one in Portland that's that's how I see Mikael Bridges right now. Like it's it's at the same position. He's he's forced to be the number one option, and he's going to score like the number one option for a team that just isn't going to have anyone else putting up shots. So for yeah. me, yeah, like all these guys are just so like middling. They, it's probably man if I if I'm really thinking about it, this, might be like the least talented starting lineup <laughs> in the entire league. And that's not to say they're going to be the worst team in the league. They're just going to be the least interesting team to watch in the league because yeah. they just have no high flyers, they have no box office guys. They're just a bunch of solid dudes and they you know, every team would kill to have one of these guys in their starting lineup as like their fourth piece. Would yeah. be just fantastic. But that's all they are. They're all just, you know, Mikel Bridges you could argue is a third piece. The rest of them fourth pieces. That's it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like the X factor. I put Benson's, but it could also be a trade depending if the team decides to blow it up because they could make a deal with any team in the league for any of these guys. Like I think there's no team that wouldn't want a Dorian Finley-Smith in their starting five, yeah. Cam Johnson or a Nick Claxton. Um, it just depends on whether the Nets just want to tank and be the one of the worst teams in the league and not have anybody show up at their stadium after... This new ownership yeah. group. And see, that's just, the just, problem just is, giving yeah, up the... millions of dollars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're not even yeah, they're not gonna tank effectively. I, I actually don't even know if they own their own first round draft pick. I think they might have given that to Houston in the James Harden deal. Mm-hmm. They have other people's first round draft picks, but Yep. Yeah, I just like them tanking might not even help them. And even if they tried to tank, like I feel like they're just good enough that they would be just like thirty win, thirty five win team you know and you're not getting a good shot at a, a top lottery pick to get an all-star that way mm-hmm. so they're going to have to trade for someone cuz or just hope that someone comes to them in free agency yeah. i just don't really see that happening either it's just oh man they're they're stuck in, a, in like washington wizards zone right now you know where they're just like perennially average to below average and it's just hard for you to get out of it it's 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 yeah they're they're stuck
0: yeah, I guess the only thing that's working for them is they still haven't committed absurd money to any one player the way the Wizards did with yeah, John Wall and, and Bradley Mikhail, Beal. The way
1: Mikhail Bridges is playing though, like you know, they they better deal him quicker, he's gonna demand a max contract.
0: <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, Storyline to follow. I just put Ben the Ben wow. Simmons thing again. Let me, and let me only- ask
1: you: this, Do you believe any of this? Do you personally think any of this has any merit to it? Because I don't. There's
0: a there's a piece of me. There's a tiny piece of me that is interested in it, but that may just be the basketball fan <laughs> and also the dramatics of it that yeah. keep me interested. Because let's not forget the game. It, the the game of basketball is a game, but the NBA is the entertainment of it you know the storylines that happen within the league and this is one of those storylines where you have this you know fall from graces type of story and can he can he have can he have a redemption story I'm a sucker for a redemption story arc (laughs) (laughs) so if Uh, there's a chance I can see a good one I'm gonna pay a little attention to it and there, it feels like there's a glimmer of hope and these are the glimmers of hope Mikel Bridges jumping on podcast talking about working out with Ben Simmons saying he looks good Mark J. Spears, the respectable longtime writer <laughs> for the M of the NBA, yeah. uh, said he spent time with Ben Simmons in Florida this summer. The confidence and the swag is certainly much different than what we've seen from him in the last two years, quote from Mark. Uh, uh-huh. so there's something there.
1: Anyone can have swag on a practice gym. <laughs> what is your – what what's swag like oh, <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't I I do not care about any of this. And so you
0: have no you have no you give it zero shot. I though. give
1: it zero shot. And it's not because I'm rooting against Ben Simmons. I I too would love to see that redemption story. It's just he's had so many chances. Mm-hmm. There's other redemption stories out there that I would much I I'd take way more stock in than this one. I'll take John Morant's redemption story over the, his I'll take Zion's redemption story over his. I'm, I have no faith in Ben Simmons. I think he's going to, I enough. think he's going to get back on that basketball court, October 19th or whatever day the season starts. And it's all just going to come crashing down all that quote unquote confidence and swag that he, that he <laughs> has with Mark Spears. I, I just think he's going to hit the lights and he's gonna be like, Oh wait, I'm scared.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Ben Simmons will start his this basketball season at the age of 27. Last time he averaged more than 10 points was in the 2020 season. <laughs> we're only play 58 games.
1: 10 points. Wow, we're talking about 10 points, man. <sighs> <laughs> oh, yeah, brother.
0: yeah. I guess. Do you have any other different X factor for the Nets, Sean? If you picked one hard
1: to say are you willing to trade Mikhail Bridges that's the only way that you create movement one way or the other yeah I don't think Agreed. they are I think they love him they, they want to keep him and they want to somehow get Damian Lillard to Brooklyn I guess there's yeah. your x-factor Yeah. can you somehow convince Portland to trade you Damian Lillard without giving up Mikhail Bridges yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was gonna say like if you can keep Mikkel Bridges and Camp Johnson and you get Damon Leonard, then you actually have yourself yeah. a team that's oh, yeah. trending if you up.
1: Can, if you can pull that off, man, yeah, that yeah, all bets are off. But yeah, good luck with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's move on to the the last team, the Raptors, forty-one and forty-one, finishing wow. ninth in the Eastern Conference. Last year, they add Dennis Schroeder, Jalen McDaniels, Jacob Portal, Jay, um. Wrote Jalen McDaniel's twice, but yeah, oh. Jacob Portal <laughs> departures. Fred Van Fleet, longtime cur- longtime coach Nick Nurse drafted Grady Dick, uh, and resigning Jacob Portal. I thought they did they resign him? They resigned yeah, him. Oh, four years, seventy
1: eight million.
0: Yeah, getting paid. So the projected lineup: Schroeder, OG, Scotty Barnes, Siakam, and Portal. This is such a weird team because uh. they arguably probably <laughs> had one of the pieces. Two of the pieces that were most talked about heading into the trade deadline last year, OG and Siakam, any team wants them. And the way <laughs> the way the teams wanted them, you would think that this team would have been a, would have closed the season out so much better than they did. But they've just been on the downward trend every year ever since they won the championship. And this year feels like they're headed for an even worse year than last year. Like I have them trending down. Like I don't think they win. They go 500 this next year with this lineup not with Fred Van Fleet was actually an important piece for them in terms of like his shooting. Dennis Schroeder just doesn't bring even nearly that same value.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a slowly sinking ship, man. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, it's slowly getting more holes in it and the water is rising. And Fred Van Fleet was another big hole on that ship that was causing, it, it's sinking a little faster now. And you know what Raptors have done? to help get that shit. They haven't done nothing. They haven't done anything. They've literally (laughs) done nothing, but stay on the sinking ship. And maybe they're like, maybe this thing can stay afloat for another few years. That's, that's what it seems like they're doing at this point, because this, this team is going nowhere fast. We talked about the nets being in the Washington wizards tier. The Raptors are for sure in the Washington wizards tier because Mm -hmm. they, they have a lot of guys that just, for some reason they just don't work together. They they really don't. Mm-hmm. It's like you talk about like all these guys, like wow, like everyone wants OG, everyone wants Scotty Barnes, everyone wants Siakam. It's like why can't these guys that everyone wants all play together? You know, it makes sense, right? For, they just don't work. They really don't. And they'd be better off on different teams. And you know, this is this is a crazy thing too, is that last year they could have had Kevin Durant if they were willing to give up Scotty Barnes yeah scotty barnes we are like yeah he had a great rookie year but he did not follow that up very well so now you're looking back on that like oh my god how did we not give up scotty barnes to get kevin durant like this could have changed the trajectory of this entire franchise and we did not get it done
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's so crazy to think in that hypothetical world they i mean the way i mean who knows if they get if they ended up on the other side of the bracket and avoided the 76ers and Celtics and played the Miami Heat in the second round? Maybe they get maybe they get to the conference finals. I don't know. I'm just assuming they can beat up on the Miami Heat, which I think they would with this with the size that they would have on this roster. I don't know, with- man.
1: The Heat the Heat proved a lot last year,
0: <laughs> they did. They did. I just I just love thinking of these scenarios with the Miami Heat would not have made it to the finals, but (laughs) you
1: love to hate on that, but but the X
0: factor. Yes. It's like, what, what exactly does this team want to commit to? And can they commit to it before any, before the hype on some of these guys wears off, at least the hype around long dudes that can shoot the three, which is all, all OG really is. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, he's a defensive guard, good defensive guard with good size that can knock down threes, but I don't know if you can add anything else to his game. I don't know if Siakam's going to add anything else to his game either. So, get him. I guess figure out and commit to whether you're going to trade these two guys and get the pieces that you want back now. Before uh, I don't know before teams start stop valuing these things or the game of basketball shifts into in different ways.
1: Yeah, the OG and Siakam specifically, those guys value is not going to get any higher than it currently no. is. It's it's super high as it should be. I mean, they both had great seasons last year as individual players. So, if you're going to trade them, it has to be now, it has to be soon. If this team looks exactly the same after the trade deadline this year, it th- this whole season's a huge loss. Like what a huge loss to to have the, all this high value capital and to do nothing with it because I, I, I don't know if I speak for you too, but I'd be shocked if this team was anywhere close to contending for a playoff spot with this roster as currently constructed. Uh,
0: yeah, I have to agree. Like, I, I don't think they can be a 500 team. I don't think they cl- if they keep this all intact, they're not a 500 team. No, Um,
1: and it's like the got guy, the guys it, are good, right? Like these are good players mm-hmm. we're talking about here. We, they just don't play well together. And all you did was replace Schroeder with, or Fred Van Vliet with Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. Yeah, you say you were 500 last year with Fred Van Vliet. How are you going to say you're going to even match that just downgrading your point guard? It just, it won't happen.
0: Yep. Here's the other X factor too. Siakam is going into his last year.
1: Ooh. Um, that's I, a big one. He has to get traded d- then. He has to.
0: Yeah. He has to get traded. I can't believe we that hasn't been brought up. Yeah. The lack of extension it's, that's been offered to Siakam.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Like, yeah, he, they're not going to extend him. There's just no way. Mm. They haven't done anything the last few years, so you got to trade him.
0: Yep. I think so too. Storyline to follow. You wrote this here, Sean, and I think it's really <laughs> really worth bringing up because yeah. I haven't thought about this guy all summer, and now all of a sudden I'm yeah. thinking I mean, about him.
1: I mean, yeah, and this is something you brought up earlier too, Alan, was like, would Scotty Barnes have been on that bleacher report? Like, who's the top 10 in five years last year? I think Mm -hmm. last offseason, Scotty Barnes would have been on that top 10 list. Now he doesn't even get close to it, and it's because he leveled off completely. Pretty much, actually, it's kind of funny. It's very similar to RJ Barrett. Like, they both averaged about 20 points a game two years ago. They both averaged a little under twenty points a game last year, lower shooting percentages. Uh, Scotty Barnes had less rebounds overall, and a lot of that had to do with obviously Siakam coming back and being a larger focal point on on the team this year versus when Barnes was a rookie, he was injured. But still, like you would think that as a second year player. Even if you have another guy who's playing similarly to you, you'd still be able to get yours at the very least. But he wasn't able to do it nearly as efficiently as he did his rookie year. And with Siakam still here, I don't see a jump coming for him. And I'm just not Mm -hmm. sure what his ceiling is anymore. Apparently at one point it was Kevin Durant. (laughs) Now that just looks absurd. And so like, what is his ceiling? Is it... I don't know who would you even compare Scotty Barnes to at this point is it just like Siakam? Jason Tatum like do we think that like Jason Tatum is like obtainable for Scotty Barnes i i don't think so not the way his game no. really played like Siakam is a ceiling kind of yeah you're right <laughs> so I, yeah i'm i'm a little concerned here because it's like we can blow it up but like do we is Barnes the guy we keep is that mm-hmm. our piece and i i think they have no choice but to roll the dice on that because they don't have any other options. Um, but it it is worrying to me. I, I'm not sure what, this, what a, a Scotty Barnes-led team looks like anymore. It's, that doesn't give me a lot of confidence.
0: Yeah, it almost feels like this team is doing all it can to avoid thinking how to go through a proper traditional rebuild, which is mm-hmm. scrap all your pieces, all your good pieces, get draft picks, and just kind of take a year by year, evaluate year by year based off the talent that you have on this roster. Feels like the Raptors want to navigate this more in the terms of like, we got our good young piece and now we got our veteran pieces. Now we just got to build around it. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not sure they're, the, they're at that state. I'm not sure Scotty Barnes is that young piece. They got to build around, you know, it feels almost like they're going to have to maybe go through the traditional rebuild, which is. Trade OG, trade Siakam for multi-year picks, and then you take it year by year and wait until you get that that star piece, and then you start building around it. Like they're trying to, it feels like they're trying to avoid that at all costs, but it may not yeah. it just may not be in the cards for them to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it could be them just not wanting to take an off year, which mm-hmm. you know sometimes you got you gotta bite the bullet if you want to contend for a championship, or if they think that this can be a, a playoff team still. They're still holding on that. of hope. I, I yeah. I think you gotta let it go this year. I think that those dreams are over.
0: Yeah. Oh, poor, poor Raptors. Once, once an NBA champ, but you know, this is the circle of life in the NBA. Yeah. Uh Uh, forty-one and forty-one last year. We got them trending down, not even hitting yeah. five hundred or making the playoffs. So we got maybe three, three, three out, three teams out of this. uh out of this division, making uh, making the playoffs, yeah, MVP
1: th- three teams.
0: You think any MVPs come out of this division?
1: I mean, Jason Tatum would have to be the one, right? <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> can't you can't disclude him. I I think I think he has a good a shot as as Jokic or luka or Giannis. I, I think, yeah, you put him in the conversation every year.
0: I think so too. I think we see a think we see a close yeah. a top three finish from, <laughs> no, from
1: Joel Embiid. From Joel Oh, uh, no, too much turmoil this year, man. I, I think that's going to yeah. really affect his game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not Scotty Barnes, not Mikhail Bridges, as much as those franchises <laughs> might make you think that's the case.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think it's Jason Tatum potentially it's finishing Tatum. in that MVP race. Uh, Final thoughts to close the podcast. we turning back to that list of the top 10 projected, uh, players for the upcoming year. Uh, just one thing I wanted to call out here, and I've been talking to you about this, Sean, is that I've got a little tired of seeing the same names, the old guys. <laughs> I'm starting to call them the Hardens, the Westbrooks, the Kawhi's, the Paul Georges. And I'm pretty excited when I saw this list. Jokic, uh, y- onto McKembo, Sick, and B, Tatum, Curry, James obviously LeBron, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker and Davis only three guys are only three guys that were drafted pre-2010 are on this list and I think it's the least amount that I've seen over the last few years. So I think it's finally showing that, you know, this season that the page is turning. We're we're seeing some more young guys really start to step up and take that mantle of being the best players in the league. And I think Luca has been there the last two years. Jokic has of course been there, but Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, uh, climbing up that list. And, you know, there's other honorable mentions, I think following close behind them that, uh, you know, it's got me excited. I think the, I think the, I think the question of like who the NBA's image is going to be handed to once LeBron James is, uh, is retired, I think is, you know i think there's a few guys uh trying to in the running for that now so mm-hmm. i'm excited about this year excited yeah. to see these new faces
1: yeah for sure and and then the other side of that too is like it is impressive that there are still three guys in the top 10 of the league that mm-hmm. have been here for 13 years now 13 years yeah. in the league and you're still in the top 10 that is some impressive longevity from from our boys curry james and durant man those yeah. those guys just keep kicking.
0: Even more so for Curry, the basketball. I think despite the many changes it's gone through, it's always been a big man's game. Like there's mm-hmm. no surprise kick is the Yoick and yeah. Ante Mckembo are the top two. Yeah, the top two. Like even LeBron, he's not a seven footer, but he's six he's eight. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so, shout out to Curry for being for holding on to the mantle for <laughs> that long for being a six three guard. Yeah. Like that just so it's not a, it's an anomaly in the in the game of basketball so there's also that to that
1: oh yeah huge props to curry every year man Love that. Guy. yeah
0: all right thanks thanks everybody for tuning in sean what what division you want to go you want to do next um, next episode
1: let's see well we just did east well, let's do one in the west what are you, what are you feeling any of them in particular
0: let me see. I always forget the name of these <laughs> these NBA divisions.
1: That's fair. All I know is the Pacific Division, but we always save that one for last. So maybe we can go with the Northwest or the Southwest. Are you you, you feeling a little nuggets, a little thunder? Are you feeling more like a Grizzlies and Pelicans vibe? Some Wemby in there, uh, maybe? You
0: know, I, I'm, I'm thinking of warm weather right now. Let's, uh, go, okay. southwest. let's we'll go, go southwest. southwest. Let's go southwest. Yeah, we're going to Texas, yeah. y'all. <laughs> yeah, let's visit our let's visit our piles in Texas. This is this has always been a fun division to break down, I think. There's always something oh, yeah. going on with these three Texas teams. The Memphis Memphis is always cooking something up interesting. <laughs> Pelicans come in and out of the party, but I, I like this division. This is one of my
1: favorite ones. Oh boy, I cannot wait to talk about Houston.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Thanks, everybody. Uh, Don't forget to tune in week in and week out as we continue breaking down uh, the division previews all the way leading up to the start of the NBA season.
1: Yes, sir. Have a good week, everybody.